Welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I'm very to be very happy to be here with Michael Peters, CEO and founder of Continuum GRC Inc. and CEO and founder of Lazarus Alliance Inc. Welcome, Michael. Hey, Dylan. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for being here. So, Michael, to get us started, can you give us a little bit of a background on yourself and how you ended up where you are today and in the business you're in today? Well, I guess you could say it all started with rock and roll. I know that sounds funny seeing how I'm in the cybersecurity industry business, but um, but seriously, it, it, it basically started that way. Um, when I was a teenager, essentially, I had my own little rock outfit and uh, we do shows and things like that. And then I decided uh, at some point in time that I wanted to join the U.S. Air Force. Well, I couldn't take my band with me. So I thought, hey, let's get some gear. You know, I'll get myself a, a PC. It was my first PC and uh, I can program this stuff, you know, get some software and things like that. Well, I, I you know, I, at that point, I, I had a pretty strong electronics background. I was in college to be an electrical engineer. I had an uh, electronics career field. So, uh, you know, that's that's that was me at the, you know, very engineering type of uh, inquisitive mindset. And, uh, you know, I, I get this brand new PC. And like I said, I, I never really had one before of my own. So uh, I like to know what makes a tick. So, you know, it got me to experiment with the electronic side, the hardware side of this, this new machine, and then the software that uh, is on it. And of course, I started experimenting with, well, what if I change this? Or what if I flip that bit or that address and stuff? So essentially, we, nowadays, we call that hacking. So I was, you know, basically learning how to interact with this machine, get it to do what I wanted, how to get around, uh, you know, passwords and do networking and things like that. So one thing left, you know, led to another. Um, so, and, you know, having a good solid foundation in the electronics, the hardware side of it, uh, it got me inspired. You know, I, I, I thought, you know, man, this is really interesting. You know, how can I prevent people from breaking the controls of the system? How can I get around the controls of the system? So, you know, that, that led me on a, a pursuit and then both in my, my, my career field, but also in my academics, I shifted from electrical engineering over into uh, computer science. And at that time, uh, there were only two, two degrees. One was for management, boring, and the other was for programming. Sounds like fun. So uh, I started there. And um, at a certain point in time, um, you know, I am where I am today because of rock and roll. Amazing. I love that origin story. You like found the tools that could have been dangerous in the wrong hands. So you turned to be a hero and try to prevent <laughs> it. Uh, I love that. And so what exactly does your two businesses do? Can you run us through what sure. they do? So the, uh, the the more mature of the, of the two companies is Lazarus Alliance. We've been uh, officially around since 2000. So it's hard to believe 23 years now, 
but um, that's a, a a service firm. So, you know, we 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 there was you know a little finding our way in the beginning, a little evolution of things uh, in the beginning. You know, when we had um, less defined capabilities, um, you know, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was a jack of all trades type of a security service firm, but there was a lot more hands-on building of systems, advisory services, things like that. So, you know, a, a larger mix of mishmash type services. But then, um, you know, I, uh, I I decided, you know, let's let's define our mission. Let's, you know, because I, I, I realized that, um, you know, technology in general, the proliferation of tech, uh, security also, you know, in, in keeping pace, following suit uh, to address those challenges also was becoming much more complex. And uh, there's officially, as you know, by my definition, really two sides of cyber security. One is the proactive side of things that's doing the things to prevent bad things from happening, right? To keep the hackers out. And then there's the reactive side of things. That's when the proverbial dookie hits the fan. You've been breached. You're in the papers for the wrong reasons. Um, so there's that cleanup. I'd much rather be proactive. So being on the proactive side, you know, to turn those rocks over, the methodical, less glamorous, uh, unsung hero type of uh, of an activity, you know, it's a good day when nobody knows that we're there or have been there. You know, we, we've done our job. We've secured that customer's environment. You know, we're protecting their life's work, their shareholders, their employees, their customers. Um, and we're doing it in a way that nobody really knows uh, that that this work has been done. So we focused on audit, compliance, risk assessments, testing, all of those things that you want to do to stay ahead of uh, those, you know, the bad things, the, you know, being exposed, being hacked, uh, being compromised, you know, that's that's where business damage occurs, reputational damage and things like that. So we're really trying to protect that. So we just started to hone that mission. We started adding uh, capabilities. And by that, I mean uh, bona fide accreditation to you know, perform certain audits. So you have to be certified, you have to be qualified to do these things. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of time and expense and diligence in these pursuits. So, you know, now flash forward, uh, we've really accumulated more accreditation, more capabilities that are bona fide and certified than any other competitor that I can, I can think of. And I challenge anybody to, uh, to to find one, but uh, so we're pretty proud of where we are, um, and this has kind of created a bit of a one-stop shop opportunity for our customers. So many customers have multiple compliance drivers, things that they have to do or want to do to protect their business, to promote their business, and let's face it, uh, cybersecurity has gotten a little sexy edge to it now because it is marketable. It's is something that people expect. And uh, the last thing anybody wants is to, uh, you know, be in the news feeds for, uh, for the wrong thing. So 
there's a there's a lot of good business uh, risk avoidance and marketing benefits to what we do. So we try to you know try to help companies in that respect. But um, anyways, that's kind of where we are today. Okay, hundred percent. And so I I assume that the cyber risk was very different in the two thousands than it is today. <laughs> so how have you adapted to changes in the industry, and what have the biggest changes been over the years? Well, you know, I, uh, I'd, I'd say fundamentally, um, you know, our, our philosophy has always been uh, basically data centric. So no matter how technology changes, um, you know, the basic concept of, you know, basically my core business assets are, are in data, you know, my employee records, my uh, you know, my business plans, my customer customer records, financial records, you know, it's all data-based, right? So, you know, how do we go about protecting that? Well, you know, there, there are also um, just a handful of, of real, um, you know, vectors that could pose a threat to, to that, you know, to that data. Um, you know, so fundamentally, uh, even though technology has changed, you know, proliferation, so more data, more systems, more interconnections, more reliance on, you know, a plethora of different service providers and interconnected systems and things, um, you know, that volume may have increased, but fundamentally, the way you go about evaluating that, the potential risks, you know, that that doesn't really change. Um you know, natural disasters will always be natural disasters, no matter what time in history, um, you know, that's fundamentally unchanged. Adversarial threats, fundamentally the same. Um, you know, tools change, defenses change, people change, but, um, you know, that aspect of it is is really, uh, you know, kind of fundamentally easy to, to master, if you will. Now, you know, you have to be creative, you know, creative problem solving, creative thinking in order, I think, to be successful in this line of work, you know, you have to, um, you know, take all, you know, all aspects into account, uh, you know, attack vectors, um, motivations, things like that. But, um, you know, human nature hasn't really changed a lot. We can still count on people being the biggest threat to to even their own organization. One of the things that we talk about is, you know, you can throw a lot of money and time at hardware, all the best hardware in the world, all the best software to protect your organization. But at the end of the day, it's the wetware, the humans who they click that link or they've been given too much privilege, you know, to, hey, uh, I'm at work. And totally, you know, BYOD or social media or email, you know, when it's not a, a, you know, a business requirement, things like that, that that's where risks are introduced to the, to the organization. It's still the number one risk for things like phishing, you know, phishing exercises, ransomware and, and things like that, you know, that, that, that was brought in because of people and, you know, they were protected or they were behind really expertly built, you know, systems of protection and still, uh, you know, still these bad things happen. So um, a lot of the fundamentals, they haven't really changed. 
Okay. Um, and in the last couple of years, there's been this kind of like artificial intelligence revolution. And as wonderful as these tools are for us to use, I can believe they are equally as wonderful to the villains out there. <laughs> and do you, do you see the threat getting higher with artificial intelligence? And are you confident that, that you guys can protect us or that the cybersecurity world can protect us from these villains? Well, you know, um, cybersecurity is a bit of a game of cat and mouse, right? Whack-a-mole, however you like to describe it. Um, you know, for every measure, there's a countermeasure that's developed. So, you know, it's just back and forth. And that, that really is not going away. Yes, uh, now we have AI tools. We ourselves, uh, we utilize AI tools uh, for assisting, you know, companies in in creating their system security plans and policies and procedures and things. There's, you know, the, the great thing about AI is, is a lot of the elimination of mundane, repetitive, you know, activities. Um, the, you know, the machines don't, uh, you know, don't mentally zone out when they're bored, right? They, uh, they just, they just process and you know do it do it diligently. Um, there's some advantages to using these tools to improve things like you know log analysis, uh, you know threat analysis, the compliant repetitive compliance tasks and things like that. You know if you know if I uh, if I'm not mentally stimulated. I'm not really, you know, this is not a, you know, I'm making the donuts, the proverbial donuts. It's not interesting stuff. So, you know, my mind isn't most, in most instances, probably not on my A game to begin with. So uh, there's, you know, and then when you have a mass of, of data, you know, logs and events and things like that, I mean, it's just overwhelming to a, you know, to the human mind is because it's not interesting stuff. But it's necessary stuff. So having these systems do that sort of mundane, you know, processing, well, it's really good at doing things like that. So um, you know, so we can improve those tools to to improve our outcomes. Um, we're less likely to miss that proverbial needle in the haystack, if you will, with that massive data because we've had a, sh a machine who just cold calculations you know now yeah there's there's uh there's a downside to things i mean part of it is in in how these systems are put together you know the old saying garbage in garbage out uh these these systems the machine learning systems are trained they have a base data set that humans are training so if that information that goes in isn't great well the outputs are not going to be so great either. So um, I don't know. It's pretty interesting, interesting space. Um, yeah, I'm personally excited about it. We, uh, like I said, we utilize it in our continuum GRC, you know, SaaS application for, for um, you know, eliminating some of the mundane tasks. Um, I, I find it pretty, uh, pretty useful in business, you know, Sometimes uh, writing contracts or, you know, different uh, narratives for, you know, for business drivers and things like that. It's, it's pretty interesting stuff. 
Um, it's just yet another uh, permutation of technology. It'll have its, you know, it's the upside, the downside, and and we, we just keep marching forward. Um, I can't wait for uh, quantum computing to come around. I just think, you know, the, the AI aspect is really interesting. It's all the rage right now. But uh, quantum is really, um, I think that'll be the biggest challenge to security. But Can you tell us a bit more about that? <laughs> well, I mean, the sheer, sheer speed, computational power, you know, uh, you know, cutting through like simple things like password cracking right now. Um, you know, this takes years or lifetime or so, but but once we switch over to quantum, I mean, it's already been proven. Um, you know, the uh, they they do the benchmark testing every year and stuff, and now these tasks, which standard you know traditional computing platforms take years and years to do, now are are, are being done in seconds. So. You know that's that speed to you know to to make these transitions to to do these things. You know we're going to have to come up with better encryption ciphers, as an example, um, better networking. You know it's uh, nothing nothing can be over the air. It's all going to have to be encapsulated in secure channels and things like that. It's going to be really interesting for the world. Hundred percent, and I think we can both agree that we're at kind of a pivotal point in technological evolution, right? Well, sure. um, yeah. So so where do you see the industry heading in the next couple of years? And what do you think the biggest challenges will be? Well, the next couple of years, that's, that's kind of like short term, right? Um, I mean, obviously, um, AI is, it's not, it's, it's not totally in its infancy, but let's face it, you know, a lot of these tools are have just gotten into our hands over the last, you know, year or two. So, you know, as a, as a technology change, that's its infancy stage. So there's going to be a whole lot of exploration and testing and different permutations uh, of that and uh, lots of improvements. I mean, it's it's getting into the, the realm where, you know, things like the deep fakes and you know, the ability to create uh, content of all all types, you know, vi visual content, audio content, where it's going to be very difficult to uh, to really, um, okay, what's what's real, what's, you know, what's not um, that I mean, that's, that's going to be a, a, a big challenge, you know, how you validate a person, their identity, um, you know, we're getting to the point where all of that can be largely synthesized to, you know, to a high, high quality level. Um, you know, the, the challenge in the future is, is how, how do you validate, uh, you know, humanity? How do you, how do you validate, uh, how do I know it's you? Um, I, I think sophisticated biometrics that are, genetically based that 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 could be a place that we're going but then okay who who manages that data you know who exploits that data uh it's it's holy cow it's just it's fascinating it's scary and uh but you know we can't we can't hold back we we just always have to push forward 
Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's it's going to be a scary but also a beautiful thing in the future. Yeah, I actually interviewed this this man a couple of weeks ago, and he's founded. I'm not sure if I can say it on here because it hasn't been released yet, but he's founded <laughs> this AI tool that's basically going to be out there to verify. It's it started off to verify like reviews and what's content driven. I mean, what's made by AI. Um, but he says it's going to be able to identify deep fakes by voice, by face. Um, and the idea is for protection of the people because he sees a huge risk in terms of scamming and fraud. And he wanted a way to, to overcome that. And I think as many villains that. and problems there'll be, there's going to be as many and more heroes trying to solve those issues. And that's, that's humanity. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Awesome. So. We are running out of time here, but just before we sign off, what advice would you give to other business owners looking to succeed in your industry? And what advice can you give to the listeners to protect their personal data? So um, I guess from a business standpoint, um, you know, the uh, making the leap, uh, you know, basically believing in yourself as well as, you know, the idea that, you know, is the formation of your, your business endeavor. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, you know, I would like to say, oh, it's easy. You just believe in yourself, you know, jump in the net will appear. Right. And uh, so that's, that's partially, partially true. I mean, you, you have to be brave. You have to be bold, I think. Um but the other part is you have to have something that people want to buy, right? It just can't be, you know, some, I, I don't even know what, but it has to be something that's useful, right? People, you know, you could have the greatest idea in the world, but if nobody, nobody cares, nobody knows, well, then it doesn't amount to anything. So, you know, like they say, you know, the, <laughs> dreams, you know, the dreams of today become tomorrow's regrets, right? So you have to, you have to have something that people want, you know, and the other thing is, and I've encountered this in, in my own, uh, you know, entrepreneurial, um, this is not the first company I've ever created, um, you know, and some of it's how, how do you, how do you get that message out there? Um, so, you know, that's, that's important because, you know, if, if you just heads down and you, man, I got this great idea, but if nobody knows, nobody cares. Right. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, ha having that ability to, to promote, you know, that maybe even requires other people to be involved. You know, I'm not a terribly extroverted type of a person i i tend to love to sit in my lair here in in arizona and uh you know come up with uh what's next um but if i didn't if i kept that to myself or if i just you know didn't focus on some of the the promotable aspects of this business i i wouldn't succeed so i think that's important um you know as far as um uh, advice to uh, to people, and I think you 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 wanted to know uh, how to protect themselves. Um, well, you know, there's the answer that I would say, you know, today, um, you know, things like 
mandatory multi-factor, um, you know, don't, um, um, you know, don't rely on email for your system of filing, uh, of, of transmission of, of information like your passwords and pin codes and things like that. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things to look out for. Um, you know, a lot of folks are on social media, so, you know, they're sharing information about themselves. You know, you got to keep in mind that there are people that are watching and collecting and collating information. And at a certain point in time, you reveal too much about yourself. I'll give you an example that uh, always cracks me up. You know, you go, you, you work with a bank. Um, they probably have these security questions uh, that you get to define. And what are these security questions? You know, where were you born? What's your pet's name? Where'd you meet your spouse? I mean, so much of that stuff you've posted on Facebook, you know, so, you know, we're, we're not thinking about the bigger picture ramifications. So my, my simple piece of advice is when you're answering these types of security questions, lie, <laughs> basically, <laughs> No, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't born in in uh, Ariz you know, in Scottsdale, Arizona. I was born on Mars. You know, you can do things like that just as long as you know you remember your lies. You know, <laughs> keep track of your lies. Uh, you know, that's that's a much better thing to do to protect yourself. You know, just because of the exposure that our technologically connected world, you know, that's proliferating on cameras and websites and, you know, all these different, you know, avenues and these different uh, parties that are collecting information about each and every one of us. So, you know, you can't get away from that. So just come up with strategies to try to, uh, you know, beat the reality of that. Hundred percent. I appreciate that, and I love that that lying thing. I've I've never actually thought about it in that much depth, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm actually deleted social media, just not for a cybersecurity reason, but now I'm glad I made that decision. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, Michael, I really appreciate your time, and thank you for being on the show. Uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch with Michael Peters if you have any offers for them, or if they just want to follow your story? Well, we um, will certainly promote this. Um, I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. I'm one of their, I don't know, they say I'm in the 1%, whatever, whatever that means. I just just post every week. But um, but anyways, I'm easy to find there. My website's uh, for the companies, uh, LazarusAlliance.com for, for our cybersecurity audit services. We built the Continuum GRC platform along the way to make these things easier, less uh, error prone, reduce costs, things like that. So continuumgrc.com. Um, always happy to have a conversation. Appreciate the time, Dylan. Thank you very much. Amazing. Thank you, Michael.